Hey, welcome back to the Two Views Podcast, where we talk about relationships, mental health, society, and more. Just glad to have y'all with us again at this podcast. I'm Keith Davis. I'm joined with my brother, Kevin Davis, and we're going to give you viewpoints from, hey, two different views. Two different views, man. Nothing off, no, no topic off, untouchable. Um, You're going to get good things from both of us, different things from both of us, same thing from both of us, but they're all going to be all in, in positive light and um, trying to bring... Uh, a topic to the forefront of everybody's thoughts and minds and you know bring peace and love to the area yes sir so how you feeling man how you how you been how you week been how you been feeling about that last pod since that last podcast man that was a good first start you know um i can see it growing from here getting bigger and better um the more topics the more personal we get i mean the better it's gonna be right so um loved it man loved it about you yeah but but how are you? How are you feeling? How 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 life how life treating you? Man, life fine. I'm blessed, man. Blessed and highly favored. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, man. I, yeah. I feel I feel you. I feel you on the first podcast, man. It just I just I enjoyed it, man. I enjoyed being able to give back to people, man, and just to share our knowledge on things. Now our knowledge ain't perfect and flawless. It's just it's just a view. It's just a viewpoint that we just want to touch bases, man. Life. Life is life right now, man. You know, work going well. You know, the kids getting a little restless at, at, at the school building. You know, it's, it's almost Thanksgiving break. You know, you know how that is when we're in school ready to go on break. So, but life is good, yeah. man. God is good, man. I'm blessed. Um, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just along for the ride, man. Yeah, man. It's good to start off with fatherhood, man. But I don't know when people going to be listening to this, but I got to say this. Um, November is National uh, is Diabetes Awareness Month, so I got to make sure to bring that up. Yeah. Both of us are diabetic. Our dad's diabetic. Yeah. Um, but so this is a real topic, especially in, in our community. Mom's diabetic. Uh, it's it's really important for us to get this mess out here to take care of yourself, man. Uh, get tested. Uh, go to your doctor. Get get your A one C check. Get your keep your blood yeah. sugar in check. Eat right. Work out. Um, diabetes is something that that takes a lot of people out of here. So we want to just recognize diabetes and uh, make people aware that you know a lot of people deal with this battle. Yeah, and it's manageable, man. We just got to put it into work, man. Cut down on carbs. You know, it, it's it's a definitely a manageable disease. Uh, but we know around this time of year, when it comes to Thanksgiving, ain't nothing but car- but carbs on our plate. But we just, you know, we're not telling you not to eat any carbs. Just make sure you watch. Make sure you watch your your carb intake and your sugar. Make sure you get tested. You do all the um the um, the necessary things to look at, see where your A one C levels are, and just be healthy, man. We want we want to be out for a long run for our kids. Yeah, man, I always thought it was interesting that, that Diabetes Awareness Month was in November, like when Thanksgiving <laughs> and holidays right around the corner, you know what I mean? From the toughest time, you know, to try to cut, man. fight that urge, but yeah, be aware. Just a sense, sense of humor, man. This this is that time of year, though, where, where we, we get hit hard, man. We go straight from Thanksgiving to Christmas. There ain't nothing but ain't nothing but carbs in the next two months, man. You think about next three months, because then you got New Year's, man, you know, people are going to be, uh, you know, Valentine's you know, Day, of, you know, people taking yeah, the dates a, out. Like, a lot of carbs and beer too. So, um, man. you know, it, 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 we just got to be careful, y'all. This is a disease that is ravaging uh, not only our community but our 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 our, our uh, country, um, and we just want to bring out bring awareness to it. Absolutely. Hey, man, here we go, man. Let's start with some hot top, real quick. Hot some hot topics, real quick. Um. We're gonna start with something something little a little light and fun uh real quick. We're gonna do man, I got I got a topic for you, man. Um two topics. This is actually a two parter, right? So I want you to give me your top five or uh rap artists of all time. And then I want you to give me your top five lyricists of all time. And give me the same top five as your top five rappers, Ooh, but I wanna hear both right. things because it, it it can vary, you know what I mean? It matters, man. We may get roasted for this, man, because some people gonna think. I think right now, I think about right now, D, uh, um, uh, Mr. Steel, Dion Steel, uh, was my our first. I guarantee none of the people we name are gonna be on his top five. He gonna think we crazy. I already, I can, I can feel it coming if you watch the watch the podcast, man. But you know me, I'm a. Yeah, he you know he gonna go old school. I'm 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 always gonna go. Uh, my top is always gonna be pop. All right, I'm I'm. A, I'm a Pac fan um, till the day I die, till I, till I rest. That's always going to be my my number one. But I got a number one A that's going to be kind of controversial. I mean, a one B that's going to be kind of controversial for a lot of people. My one B is Eminem. Man, people might think I'm crazy. People might think I'm crazy about that. But I'm going a, I'm to a go with him uh, for his lyrical style, uh, the, his wordplay. 
Um, so I'm gonna go Pac M. Um, you can't get away without throwing Biggie up there. Um, I'm gonna throw Biggie up there. Um, hmm. Cause my fifth one, I'm gonna say my fifth one. Cause y'all gonna think I'm crazy by my fifth one. So fourth, I'm, I'm gonna have to go with. Um, shoot. Oh man, I I I go I I go I'll go with I'll go with Lil Wayne I go with Lil Wayne at four. Uh, nah, I'm nah nah nah. I'm gonna go. Nah, let me check. I'm gonna, let me start from the top. I'm gonna go, Pac. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm gonna go Pac M, Biggie, Most Def, and my fifth because and I'm only this is my fifth because I don't think they, they get enough credit, man. I'm gonna go with the brat. Of the brand. And those top. are my lyrics. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna te- tell you top uh, five rappers. Was that your lyricist or your top five of all time? Cause see, that that's, can that's be the my, same. Mine, mine gonna vary. Yours can be the same list. Mine gonna change. I, but but I'm a little biased in the fifth, and the reason why, cause I I, I hate when we do top five uh, without it, introducing the women. Right, we got some bad yeah. some bad women lyricists that I don't think get a lot of credit for but, what they bring to me. What Man, list are I, you putting Brad on, though? What is he on the top five? So, so, so let's say that list right there. You just give your lyricist. Man, let's start over, man. <laughs> you got man, come on, man. Like, come on. Man, it could be the same. It could be the same list, man. It could be the this same is, list. It's hard for me, though. Let me let. All right, let's take a break, man. Let me pause and think about who my five are, but I get to, I have to really think about it. Um. Uh, so you want me to go first? Yeah, you go first, man. I go first, man. And I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna start my five top five rappers of all time. All right, you said you had that pocket M thing. I'm flipping those. I think M is the best rapper of all time. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be controversial. I don't care. I think M the best rapper of all time. Then it's Pac. Then it's Big. Then it's um. Then it's Nas. Right, yeah, and then this Nas. one, this one, and man, you know we got the the old school cast, man, that people forget about. Raekwon and uh, KRS and all them, man. But I'm gonna tell you somebody who uh, people sleep on, man, and he gonna be my yeah. five. He gonna be over J. It's a M E T H O D man. Man, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> Method I can, I can Man is in my I, top I see, five. Yeah, I can see, I can see Method, uh, Method there. Uh, you got that, that's that's a good top five, man. But you, like I said, you know, uh, you know. Uh, Big Steel gonna go crucify that list, man. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> hey, but I'm fin- fin- finna hit you with my top. I'm finna teach you my top list right. of all my top five lists of all time, and it's gonna be crazy. Mm. M is back at the top of that too. Don't trip. Mm. M lyrically, it's hot. Then we have Wayne lyrically, cold, right? So yeah. we got Wayne. We got um, we got M Wayne. Then we gonna roll with J Cole. We're going to yeah. roll with J. Cole. And I'm going to throw two people here at these bottom two that people are going to get me on, and I don't care. Jordan Lucas is a bad man. Okay. Jordan Lucas is a bad man. He's going to be my foe. And my five is really going to flip people because guess what? He's not even a mainstream rapper. Charlie Clips. Lyrically. Clips? Hey, Can't Clips nobody touch dude, Charlie Clips. Charlie Clips. That's my five. Wayne, Cole, Joyner, Charlie. Yeah, well, I wasn't expecting you to throw a battle rapper in there, though, man. Yeah, you know, I, Clips, knew, Clips I knew you were going to. If people want to be be real about it, it, to me, this ain't controversial. People don't consider controversial. He the best battle rapper of all time. He the, nah, he the I, GOAT. I, I agree. I agree. That's he why he's in my top and, five. And, yeah, he, he the GOAT. Um, I wouldn't put him his his he he dope in the battle rap scene. He he the goat to me in the battle rap scene, but I, he ain't in my top five lyricists, man. So hit me with yours though. Hit me with yours. So though. I'm I'm gonna go with my top five rappers. Um, like I said, one A one B gonna be M and Pac. Those are my top rappers. Then you got Big. Um, I'm a um I'm a just just my guy, man. Cause we cause this is just personal preference, and so I got I gotta go with um I gotta go with um. I just said them earlier. Um, um, 
just said him earlier. Um, most deaf. Most deaf. I gotta. I gotta go with most deaf. Um, oh, still hot, man. He dope. Yeah, I gotta go. I, I gotta go with my man's most most death. Um, and then I gotta go when you just talking about just rap flow and skills. It's all all around rappers. I got I, I I put I put Wayne up there, man. Wayne is my five, man. Wayne is my Wayne is my fifth. Uh, when you go lyricist, uh, I'm with you. When you talking about being able to word play and word flipping and just in flow, I'm going with him. And, and and that's gonna be controversial. I'm gonna go with him. Then I'm gonna go with Wayne. Uh, cause you know, those two lyrical, lyrical geniuses, uh, when it comes to word flip, um, and then I'm, I'm gonna go, so let's go, let's go M Wayne, um, buddy from the East coast, um, Kendrick West coast, right? West, yeah, I'm sorry, West, West coast. I'm going with Kendrick. Um, I was going to put Kendrick on there. I'll go with Cole. I go J Cole. So Kendrick J Cole, but I'm gonna put this one on here, and I know this is gonna be kind. Of, y'all gonna think I'm tweaking, but if you go back and listen to this person lyrically and word flow, you'll be sleep. It's, it's 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 amazing to me that they don't get credit for being one of the top women rappers of all time, if not the best. And I'm putting the brat, and I'm gonna tell you why. The reason why we we've we've sexualized women rappers, right? And I put I put brat as the female uh, Pac. And Missy as as a uh, female big, right? Because cause you but cause 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 Missy got that that flow. Like Big had that flow that, that brought you into their music. If you see the way Brat word flip uh the way she word flip and the way she string together her 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 lyrics, man, Brad a bad woman, man. I think I think bar for bar, I don't know of another woman rapper that can go bar for bar with Brat. That's just my yeah. opinion. I, I I get how I get you trying to put the women in there, man. But I love Brett. I I agree. She the dope. To me, she's the dopest woman rapper of all time. First woman rapper to sell a million, right? Yep. But she ain't, she ain't top five rappers of all time. Man, I ain't I love, that's my lyricist. It's my lyricist. All lyricist. She's my, my she not top five lyricist of all time either. I know. I I know. You know. You know me. I'm just trying. I'm trying to. Get, I'm trying to just trying to get our women up there, man. But I think. For so long, man, Brad ain't been getting the roses, man. And it, it, it just bothers me when people won't get their roses, right? And it's yeah. just why M, like M ain't, M ain't ever going to get full credit for being the best rapper alive and the best lyricist out. And we, know, we, we got kind of an idea why, right? But, man, the dude word flip is a word flip genius, man. He, he a yeah. genius, man. And he's solid, man. Solid, man. But, but I, I, I like your clips pick. I like your man. Yeah. I think you have some battle rappers. Like I'm be honest with you, I think another battle rapper that don't get a lot of credit for his way ability to string. He 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 up there in the top tier, but he don't get enough uh, credit for the way he string together his 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 uh, his words. Is Sue Surf? I think Sue yeah. Surf's underrated, right? But clips the goat, man. Clips the goat. Period. Yeah. Clips and DNA. Yeah. yeah, but if I could add two more to my like my lyricist list, man, we're gonna move on from this, but like if you're gonna put M, you gotta put Royce. Right. You gotta put Royce. Yeah. Royce, Royce, yeah, Royce. yeah, Royce. But dope. the one person you might not know too much of, but I listen to all the time, that I'm mad I didn't put him on my list. Toby Nwigway. Oh yeah, he dope too. Though. Toby Nwigway is dope. We won't talk but about lyrics putting stuff together. Dope. But but let us be let's be clear about something, man. We old, right? I, I know we old. We we in our thirties still, but but I bet I bet young kids gonna look at this post like, man, these dudes tripping, right? But like like it's kind of like the Jordan and LeBron debate, Kobe debate, man. It, it, we 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 lived in eras, you know, like your boy Nas. Yeah. I don't even. I, I throw Brad up there and all that stuff, man. But real Nostradamus, man. Come on, Nas was the dude, man. The best diss hey. song of all time, Ether. Come on, man. You ain't. I mean, I'm sorry. Second best. Second best diss song of all time. But E Fiji, I dare any young cat to send me a 16 of any one of their rappers that they think had a high 16, their best 16 against any of my top five lyricists, 16. Mm-hmm. And it's going to smoke them every time. Now one oh, rapper nine days can eat one of my lyrics, my top five lyricists for 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 sixteen. 
I, I agree. I, I think bar for bar, um, I, I just think it's just a new new school of rap. But I think what you're talking about, just lyrics and just string string together, you man. I'm 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 crushed that anybody can bring uh, that's out currently. He he gonna crush. Yeah, him. yeah. So yeah, yeah. Let's move on from this one, man. I know it's gonna be some controversy on that, but um, I'm, we're just gonna try to get this out by this uh, Tuesday, uh, November seventh. Um, it's election day. Um, election day for most uh, uh local uh, elections and a lot of Senate seats, Congress, and all that. So. I want to get this out with this little quick topic, man. I don't like, want to spend too much time because we really want to get to our, our main topic. But I made a post today on Facebook, and it, it I was watching TV, man. I just see all these, these political ads and Democrats, Republicans, Independents. And it seemed like every ad is trying to get us to vote for them based on hatred and fear. And it's just it's just mind-boggling, and it's, it's just kind of frustrating that Instead of standing on your own truth, truths and what you believe, you're trying to use fear tactics to get votes. Mm-hmm. And 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 we're not talking Democrat and Republican. We're talking about all of them. Democrats, Republican, and everybody politically is using hatred and fear to get vote votes. And man, that's scary and it's wrong, man. So when you got their vote on these polls tomorrow, man. Vote with the vote for the people who have your best interest at heart. Vote for what you believe, whether that's on the Democratic side or the Republican side, independent. Vote for what you believe, not through these hate tactics. Everybody trying to post it on these ads and these mailings and these mm-hmm. these debates, man. Like Stoking I get that the base is one thing. Yeah, the debate is one thing because you want them to debate and figure out how to do certain situations. But when it turns into hate and fear. It's wrong, man. We're not supposed to live that way. Yeah, and so uh, just I, I can't wait till one day we get to the political aspect of, of our podcast so we can talk politics because what 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 we're saying and what what we're gonna say in this short time ain't got n- nothing to do with party lines. This is about you having your own voice and using that voice, right? And yep. I want I want y'all to understand like certain platforms that our Republicans our Republicans and Democrats have have. Created the basis for for their their parties. Um, there's only a couple things that separate them. That's that's abortion, gun rights, um, abortion, uh, gun rights, and what's the third one? Um, uh, gun uh, abortion, gun rights. I'm missing the third one. I'm a history teacher. I'm missing the third one. But it's a separate. So I don't. I, I want you to go out and I want you to go out and and vote based on what you believe as an American citizen, right? Because it's okay to believe in gun control and be against abortion. It's okay to be against gun control and 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 pro choice. Right? I I think so often we get caught in between our party lines that we stop thinking for ourselves and we think we have to take the totality of a party system, right? Instead of picking a candidate that best closely suits the values that we believe. And I think that's the concern I have as we go to the polls. And we, like you said, they stoking fear, uh, you know, fear about the uh, Trumpism returning back to the, to, to the white house and fear about the, the Democrats taking over the Senate. No, look, know your candidates, know how to vote, know how to register, know where to go, know what to bring to the polling place and vote for the person that has the most of your best interests at heart. I don't care what party they are. Cause start, I'll tell you right now, let's start talking for ourselves. Let's start speaking for ourselves and making decisions for ourselves and not being stoked by fear. You know, you know, I'm big on full disclosure. I tell you straight up, I vote, I vote across party lines. Mm-hmm. I hear what people say, I, and I might do mostly Democrats or here and or free Republicans or vice versa. But I listen to what you say. Mm-hmm. I listen, and that's how I make my decision. Maybe one year I might vote all Democrat. Maybe one year I might vote all Republican. But I listen to what people say. And I feel like people should do the same thing. Don't let the fear drive you. Don't let, oh, we're going to a civil war. Vote 
for what you believe and don't have hate or fear because you voted the way you voted. And think about your political ads that you're watching right now are literally um, speaking on extremes, right? They're, oh, the borders are going to come over. We're going to get overcrowded. Are we going to be letting it rape? Like rapists, it's like it's all stoking fear from an extreme, not not from a true place of concern. It's like, if we don't do this, this is going to happen, and that's why I need your vote. Well, the truth of the matter is, but if you, if you go to that side, if we don't do this, they're going, the Republicans are going to stop this certain stuff. If we don't research and know the candidates, whether they're Democrat, Independent, Republic, Republican, um, Green Party, and know what they believe in and what they've voted for before and have stood on before, so that's critical, Right. What what is their what is historically, what's their historical vote, right? What what's historically have they championed? If we don't know those things, we're voting based on fear of reprisal of of certain person or a group of people getting in office, and that's not how that's not why why our founding countries uh, created uh, this this two party system. Yeah, man. So so vote tomorrow or or vote on the seventh. Um and, and 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 just vote with your heart, man. Well, we're not gonna spend too much time on that, but um, yeah, I feel like we need to get that out before uh voting starts. Um, so yeah, and uh, on, on a, a less a less serious note, before we get into the seriousness of our topic today, I just want to say, go blue, um, uh, undefeated. Uh, no way we shouldn't be number two in the nation. Uh, when the, when the uh, polls come out tomorrow, I want to say. For the first time ever in my life, thank you Notre Dame for uh, knocking out Clemson and, and everybody. So hey, everybody hey, get off the hey. Clemson train and put put Michigan where they're supposed to be. Still hate Notre Dame like with a passion, but y'all finally did something right with y'all season and and put Michigan where it needed to be. Hey, I want you to be correct when you say that we dog walk Clemson. Yeah, dog walk Clemson. So get it right. Y'all gonna y'all lose anyway, like, bro. Y'all y'all, y'all gonna y'all, lose Ohio State. Not, and y'all gonna fall out the top four. Still not making a New Year's Six bowl. <laughs> so hey, I I know that. You ain't gonna tell me that. So, I know that. Just want to say congratulations to Michigan Wolverines. Uh, go blue. Hey, next next topic, bro. Make your mind. Go ahead, man. All right. So today is a very um very important topic to us. Uh, that hits home, and it's gonna hit home in a lot of a lot of the lives of the people who listen to this podcast, because today we want to, we just want to, our, our topic is mental health. All right. Mental health, not only in the, uh, in, in our communities, but in, in, uh, mental health as, um, as a, as an issue or epidemic, um, in, in our entire nation, in our entire world. So we want to bring light to this subject because the truth of the matter is, is that in certain, uh, certain communities and certain societies, certain, uh, groups, um, Mental health isn't a a priority or a uh, a situation of concern, though it truly uh, affects the lives of everyone who comes in contact with it, and those who are just a part of lives of people who who are, are dealing with these situations. So we just want to we just want to bring light to that today. Yeah, man. Um, a lot of things tie on the uh, to on mental illness, right? Um, suicide. Um, Mm-hmm. People being harmed, um, people making bad decisions, right? So there's a lot of things that tie to it. Man, check out this stat, though, man. Um, of, of all the adults in America, about 20% of adults battle mental illness, right? But check out this, though. That stat is only uh, the twenty. Is 20% that have reported and seek treatment. Mm-hmm. That's the only way they can get that stat is if you seek treatment. I promise you, I can promise you that percentage is probably around 50 to 60 percent. I would agree. Again, a lot of people do not report it, and we are some of those people. I'm telling you right now, I I, I, have, I will talk about me later, um, but mm-hmm. when I was younger, I started at a young age, and even into my adult life, I never told people I had a problem with mental illness. Mm-hmm. And people think when you hear mental illness, it's like, Oh no, taboo mental illness. That means something wrong with you. You gotta nope. 
mental illness comes in different facets, different forms, right? And we're going to talk about one, the, the hidden one. Let's talk about the one where the ones we hide, the ones where people yeah. can't see on the surface, right? That's and what so, we want to talk yeah. about. And we're going to be real transparent um, about us and, and our and our um, and our issues with, with dealing with that as well. And you said something very, very uh, important. And you said that for, as a, from a child from childhood, you um, didn't tell people that you was dealing with a mental illness. But I would also say you probably didn't know that it was a mental illness, right? Absolutely. Um, because it, it took it took me forever to understand that what I was dealing with was a mental illness. So, but because you said childhood, I, I just want to give you a, a, another interesting stat. So, there was a, a study called the Adverse Childhood Experience, called the ACE study, right? And where it said there's things that we've gone through in our life that are, that that are traumatic and piece um, that uh, cause trauma um, that we never deal with. And when you have these pieces or these uh, things that happen in your lives, um, you're more likely to to have a mental uh, a mental uh, issue, a behavioral issue, uh, a, a physical issue with, uh, let's say, diabetes or something like uh, some type of physical or uh, health ailment. You more likely to have um, uh, something serious mentally, behaviorally, or physically, if you had a adverse childhood experience, right? Here's the stats. One third of everyone. So one third of people have had at least one adverse childhood experience. One third. 21% of, of uh, individuals have had up to four. Do you know of that 21%, if you break that down, 65% of that 21% are African-American. 65% of African-Americans that and that percentage of 21 have had at least four. So, Kevin, I'm, I'm going to get a little personal. And so I actually took this test, right? I, I've taken this test several times because we use this in education to say, you know, our kids are coming into our building with trauma and with issues that we need to address. They're not coming in with only learning on their brain. Some of them are coming in hungry. Some of them are coming in with child abuse. Some, And so we used it to say, how are we going to direct our school? So we took this and me, Dr. Davis, one half of the True Views podcast. My, You want to know what my ever, my, uh, a, my A score was? What? A five. A five. I am. What's the level though? What's What's the levels? So you you can get uh, I forgot what the maximum you get, but anything over four is like it, it's able to overcome. Like ta-da, I'm here, so I've overcome it. But it's very difficult to overcome yeah. it when you come from a, a, a uh, when you've had over four uh, um, adverse childhood experiences, and it causes the mental mental issues, the learning disabilities, the behavioral disabilities, the physical ailments, right? Because that stress, that stress in your life becomes a physical weight or a physical barrier in your life that, that creates the sickness and things like that. So um, this is very serious because if, if one in four between the ages of zero and 18, right? No, I'm sorry. One, if one in three in the age, between the ages of zero to 18 have at least one adverse childhood experiences then you're right there's a lot of undiagnosed or unidentified uh mental concerns that are not being addressed and like you said those are just the ones that were reported yeah because and, and this is why it's not been just because for so long it's been taboo for so long it's been taboo tell somebody i'm 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 hurting i'm dealing with the issue i need somebody to talk to it's been taboo um and yes, in our community, but in all communities, um, mm -hmm. it's just been like to say it, to seek treatment, to to wanna to wanna figure out that thing. It's just been something like, man, you you'll get over it type deal. And I want to give out another step before we keep going on. But 
and, and it's directly correlates with this whole mental health thing. We average about 48 deaths a year from suicide. 48,000 deaths a year to suicide. 48,000 people kill themselves a year. I have been on the front of a metro train when we hit a pedestrian who was trying to commit suicide. That's one of the most sickening, sickening feelings in the world. Like, we're losing people because these mental illnesses go undiagnosed. They can't talk enough. They feel like they can't talk to people. Um, and we're just losing people because they mm-hmm. don't feel loved. They don't feel like they can talk to anybody. They're hurting. Like, and we have to fix this issue. This is an important issue. We have to figure out a way to to invite people to, to, to talk and, and release some of this, this pain. And, and, the, and the truth of the matter is, you said it happens in all community, but I do want to slide. I do want to talk about our community. I do. I, yeah. And I think I think it's important because I think some of the most undiagnosed mental um, mental health issue, issues and concerns are African-American men. Right. We are so often taught in our community that um that it that is taboo to go see a therapist or a psychi- uh, psychiatrist or it's crazy you crazy you got to go see the, uh, the crazy doctor uh you got to take crazy medicine and i i think we have to abandon that not only as a as a, a, a culture but as a society right we we have to make seeking mental health treatments normal we have to make this a normal process and be able to go me go up to another brother and say hey man it's okay you need help i've been there let's do this together we got to get to that point because we are losing people uh due to due to mental health scares and never know they had them right hey, we never we're know lo- we're, we're losing people to pride my top lyricist mm-hmm. said jake one of my top lyricists said pride is a devil we're losing people to mental illness because of pride. But do you but do you think it's it's do you think it's pride or if it's something that has been ingrained in us as hey, I have to be this strong man and not cry. because th- think about this. I told somebody this. The first time I I I I cry I bawled and cried as a a truly bawled and cried emotionally was as an adult. I didn't get a chance to yeah. do that. I cried when I got we cried when I got whoopings, but I didn't cry as I didn't cry as a kid because we were we were taught in our community to be to be to be but, tough. We and so I is it is it is it pride or is it is but, or is it, it a but ain't ain't that pride right being taught even if it's in grade being taught taught to not cry and be this that's that's ingraining in you pride. That's ingraining in you pride. Like this thing of like yeah. I can do it on my own. I'm a strong like this this thing where I can't shake. I think that's still pride. Mm. It's just ingrained pride. So right? I, it's and I, generational and I, pride. And I'll be vulnerable at this point. There were times when like I've I have a very sensitive ten year old. Right, love him. He he is the sweetest kid in the world. Hugs, kisses. But I found myself saying, "Why are you crying, man? Like that ain't no reason to cry." And I realized that I was projecting that pride yeah. <laughs> on him. Like we have to normalize emotion in our young boys. It's okay. Absolutely. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to cry. It's okay to be frustrated, right? And so often we're like, "You better not cry." You, no, 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 KJ. It, it, it's and I and I and I like I said, I'm I'm a work in progress. I'm a dad. I want to yeah. build these tough young men. But I find myself because of pride, man. You, man, you. There ain't no reason why are you crying, man. And I think, I think I don't want to be part of the reason why I'm ex. Uh, pushing my kids to have these future mental health issues. I don't want to be a a a cause of their trauma. I don't want to be a part of their A study. You know? Yeah. 
No, no, I get it because I find myself sometimes with my son too doing that same thing, like saying don't cry, uh, no cry, cry, you know. But sometimes it's okay, man. Sometimes if you, if something hurts your feelings, it's okay. It's okay to cry. It's okay to say that hurt my feelings, right? It's okay to voice, um, it's, let's make it simple. It's okay to voice pain, right? It's okay to voice hurt. It's okay to voice that I don't feel well about a certain situation. We we always can voice the opposite, right? Why can't we voice the negative side of it, right? That's right. key. It's it's called it's it's called release, right? We have to release the, some of that stuff. We release the joy, we release the happiness, we release everything else. We have to release the pain. We have to release the hurt. Yeah. Right? I, I I don't know about oh. you, but is there ever a time where, um, Caleb, because KJ Elijah are this way with me, um. Is there ever a time where they're where he's afraid to come talk to you or say something to you well, because he doesn't want to make and 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 that's what I find myself, man. I feel like, man, I, I had to tell him one time in the car, hey, y- y'all can feel free to free to talk to me about anything. I'm here for y'all. I had to have that conversation with my boys because I have not been welcoming enough for them to express how they feel. Yeah, so I, you, as you know, I got a different situation, right? Right. No, right. Caleb hasn't. Caleb hasn't coming coming to me like that because he's still with his autism and still trying to understand his emotions, his feeling, comprehending certain situations, things like. Um, so it's a little different for me, but I feel like it's going to come to me later and stronger because he has these certain difficulties, right? Before, because right. he doesn't know how to express certain things right now. Eventually, I think he's going to get in. He's going to come come to um, a great understanding. But right now, he doesn't know how. So now, as a father, I have to conduct myself in a way to let him know it's okay right now, even though he still right now truly can't comprehend. Right. So right. it's a little bit different for me I, in that area. Yeah. I just don't want to become... And I got to stop beating myself up about this and just do it. I just don't want to become to barrier, the barrier that creates that. I think I keep saying it now because I, because you're right, it is pride. I don't want to be the one that instills this sense of pride in my boys to where they can't deal with the emotional and mental uh, issues that they may be dealing with, right? For instance, KJ had, KJ, KJ's ADHD um, and, and he with impulsivity. And so, um, he, 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 that's with the impulsivity, he struggles to, he reacts and he struggles to deal with this emotion because he's very sweet. And so when he does something he's not supposed to do, he gets very sad. Like he threw an interception in, uh, it wasn't his fault Saturday. He threw an interception because the ball was slick. They had us playing at 8, 8 a.m. in the morning. So he threw an interception and, um, he just started crying on the field and, 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 and I and what I did was usually I'd be like, man, you know, most part like, man, stop crying, get back in there, play the game. I went over to him, I said, hey, buddy, hey, hey, it's okay, you know, it's it's okay to cry and be sad as doing interception. It happens. Tom Brady throws interceptions. Patrick Mahomes throws interceptions. It's okay. And I had to build myself up the the ability to be able to go talk to him about that because you have like, man, this this boy over here crying again, man, about interception. It was like, and he, we have to be able to approach our kids in that way. Uh, because if we if we're not if if we're not their outlet to be able to deal with the mental difficulties, or we're not seeking out help to get them the mental difficulties, and then they're they're going to become a part of these statistics. And, and I don't want I don't know about you, but I don't want that for my kids. Yeah, and that's another another good thing about kids statistics. Like um, we're gonna talk about this. Is gonna be definitely another one of our topics is social media. We're gonna definitely mm-hmm. dive into what so, what social media has become and what it has what it's doing to our kids, but. Um, the kids' percentages are not too far from the adult percentages when it comes to mental health, mental illness, and, and suicide. I won't be surprised. I don't got the stat in front of me right now, but I won't be surprised if the if the 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 youth suicide uh rate is higher. Won't be shocked. One hundred percent. I won't be shocked if it's higher, right? And I and I and I won't be shocked if actually the the rate of mental illness is higher because I think kids are more susceptible to hold things back than adults. So that might be higher yeah. too. We just don't know because, like I said, these stats are about are based on the ones that reported that had to go seek treatment. 
if you if we don't know, how can it be a part of the statistic, right? Yeah. And so I I don't I don't need the stats for this. I am a middle school principal. I see it every day. And it's gotten worse since COVID. Our kids are hurting. Our kids are dealing with mental health on a level we have never seen before. They're hurting. And we don't have all the resources to be able to address it. We all need to come together and help these kids and get the resources in the hands of our teachers, in the hands of our our schools, in the hands of our communities, in the hands of our parents, right? To be able to deal with some of the things that our kids are dealing with because I'm telling y'all, if I had this, it has increased a hundredfold since COVID. Our, our kids are, are still learning how to socialize again. They're still uh, struggling how to share their emotions effectively. And every day we're dealing with suicidal ideations, right? Every day we're dealing with bullying or not bullying. Um, every day we're dealing with uh, kids who don't ha- are not having their mental or physical needs met, and it's increased a hundredfold. I don't need a staff for that. I see it every day. And so that's why I hope this podcast today um, is able to resonate in the lives of, of you who are listening or you who are viewing, and so that we can go out and get the help not only for our adults but for our kid for our kids as well. And if I can, like, and I know, I don't know if it's time for us to get into this, but I will, um, because I, I have a personal, I have a personal experience. Um, so I have spent time in a mental health facility. Um, my backstory, it, it, I can, I can talk about why, um, for, for, start from childhood till current, mm-hmm. right? The mental health traumas and things that I, I've endured and, and that I've never told. Hey, the the evil twin persona ain't is ain't something that was just um just came out of thin air. Like I personally lived my life at in my youth life to be that, right? Because of mental health things and being compared to my twin brother and to want to be different and to not having a father around and to be introduced to porn and have sexual addiction to, I can talk about this forever. The mental aspects that have gone, been going mm-hmm. on through my brain. Right. But I spent time in the facility cause I was going through a divorce. Um, just things happened at that time where, um, mentally I wasn't there. I can also admit and say that I've attempted suicide, right? I've tried to take pills and kill myself, right? A lot of my family going to hear this and they're going to be pretty shocked because it's it's not something that as a prideful man, I divorced. Now, of course, my twin brother knows we, we talk about, we, we're close and we talk a lot about it, but, um, but, t- but I spent time in that facility and I'm telling you, the time I've been in that facility, even though I hated being there, I was able to tap into some things about me. And that's why I'm on this whole, y'all hear me always say full disclosure, right? You hear me, you're going to hear me say that a lot during this spot, during these podcasts. I was, I was able to find something in me and figure out why certain things trigger me and make me feel the way I feel. And this is something I learned. And it's so important. I hate mm-hmm. to get spiritual, but I'm going to tap into it is one thing I learned about myself when it came to my mental illness. And my problem, problem is that I was trying to fill the void in my life. With so many things. Mm-hmm. I had to, it was this hole in my life. I'm like, I gotta fill it with something. Oh, I gotta fill it with this girl or playing football and being the best at it or or my sexual addiction or getting married and, and I was trying to fill this void, but what I learned is that nothing could fill the void that I felt. And the question is like, why can nothing that I was throwing into that hole, feel it, right? And, I, and I'm going to get spiritual is that because nothing nothing can fill that void but God. The void that I was missing was God. And that personal life, personal relationship with God, that was a void that was missing. And I was trying to fill that void with so many other things. And what happened is when I couldn't fill the void, when I couldn't fill the void and things happened, 
it broke me down. Oh, that didn't work. I'm not worth nothing. I'm, I'm a piece of crap. Da, da, da. I wanted to cuss right there, but I caught myself. But it's, you know what I mean? Like you, you hate yourself and you feel down and you and you're getting this, this woe is me. And you get this pride for like, I don't want to talk to nobody. But then you go back to keep trying to fill that void and nothing works. And every time that fails, oh, you go back, you sink deeper and you sink deeper and you sink deeper and you deeper until you hit rock bottom. And that's when I hit rock bottom. I had took the pills mm-hmm. one time. I hit a rock bottom. Um, but that was prior to me going to the facility. But going to the facility, man, it was people there that were regular people. Mm-hmm. You think it's like a crazy house. Regular people that just got certain mental problems that they're battling and dealing with. Now, there isn't. there was another section in the facility where it was people that were more, more, more severe. And I, <laughs> yeah, that were harm themselves and things like that. But where I was at, it was just people that had real personal problems, family problems, relational problems, social problems that they just needed help to overcome. And it was just enlightening to see people. And man, was, I probably was the oldest person in the facility. The younger people, to see the younger people in there that battle with this, cases severe than my, bro, it was, it was mind boggling, bro. It was enlightening. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm glad, and I'm glad we jumped into this, um, the personal piece. I'm glad you shared that. I would just want to say thank you for being vulnerable, uh, because your story is going to change, uh, affect somebody's life and change somebody's life and send them on a, a different trajectory. Just like you said, your, your evil twin persona. And that's why I'm glad. That's why I love this podcast because it is two views, right? Yeah. And just like you said that your persona of the evil twin was a, um, I want to say, tell me if I'm wrong, but a concoction or something that you created and developed to feel to feel void. So was the good twin, right? Because, and so, and, and also full transparency. Um, I was the kid who had to be contrary to Kevin and always been in competition with Kevin. Um, but on top of that, it, it was, it was layers for me. Right. And I want to help everybody understand that this thing is, this thing has layers because on top of that, I had to get the good grades, right? I had to be the one in class who had the best scores. I had to be the one that was achieving. I had to be the one that was connected. Um, and, the, and, and, and people's like, man, Keith got good. It was, I was straight A's too in the middle school. Cause I, it, it, it was, I, I felt like that was a part of my personality. It wasn't something that I, I wanted. I, I wasn't doing it to necessarily learn. I was doing it because I made it a component of who I am and my personality, which is completely wrong. If you, if you th- think about that on top of that, that needing to be the smartest, the needing to be successful, the needing to, to, to know it all that the, the needing to be the person who could fix anything and create anything and develop anything. I also had a fear and I had a fear of loneliness. I had a fear of not being accepted. I had a fear of not being connected. Right. And so you got the competition, the needing to be number one, the fear of loneliness, right? The fear of not being connected, the fear of the fear of losing everything right and so what i also realize is when we talk about mental health is that uh those are those those are truly pieces of that um of of that that affect us mentally as well so if you really want to uh be want me to be truthful my a study is probably more higher than an eight right but on top of that what i never understood was i thought part of my intelligence kevin was that i have this mind that never cuts off Right. I have this mind to where I'm always thinking to where sometimes I can't sleep because uh, my mind's always it's always going and thinking about how to make something better or greater. Uh, even one day, my boss, he, I created this disciplinary system uh, through Google Docs. And he was like, man, it'd be great if you could do this. And guess what I did? I stayed up to a cruel crock and I made it do that. I did the same I realized, thing. And, but I didn't realize this, though. 
I realized that that is just a projection of my uh, my mental issue, which is I have generalized anxiety disorder. Yeah. I have anxiety. It is a component. Sometimes we mask our mental health issues with that 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 this is just a good people like man your mind never cut off that's a good thing like you just always thinking and thinking guess what it's a bad thing too it's a it, it's it's a bad thing too that that thing that crippled me and so you got the generalized anxiety that was never diagnosed until i was 28 right that was never diagnosed until i was 28 on top of all those other layers and then the biggest layer for me that that helped that also affected my mental trauma is the daddy issues that you brought that you brought up because it wasn't until I decided to deal with each of those levels. So I started pull, peeling it away that I started to get down to the root of it. Hey, you have to get some help. And it is okay to say, I need help. And I wish more people would do it. Absolutely. Um, look how long it took us to do it, right? Look how long it took for us to say yep. we need help, right? We in our 30s, right? We need to, this has to start at a level with these younger kids, man. And I, like we said in our last mm-hmm. uh, pod, um, we did mentor, mentor. We saw kids go through uh, some, 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 some crap, right? I could talk about Marquise Harrison. Um, we lost him. He um, stole a car and, and, and got in an accident, man, and hit and killed somebody. And what, what would get him to the point? To where he would take drugs, steal a car, go on a high speed chase, and run to somebody and kill him. You can't tell me his 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 family life was the best, right? We know it. We know it wasn't, right? We know he had certain struggles or certain issues. The weak, the weakest people that are in the lives of some of these younger kids can can see those things and and try to invite kids to open up to us. And share that with us, man. We can save some of these kids' lives now, man. Like early, we can stop some of this stuff, some of this violence, some of this um, murder and killing and, and suicide and all these things that's happening in our community. We can stop it, man. If we if we allow ourselves, especially as men, to be vulnerable enough to allow kids to be vulnerable enough to come out to talk to us. But like I like that like I just said, we have to be vulnerable enough to allow it. As adults to say, hey, I see something going on here, man. Like, it's something going on, and they and they might not open up immediately. They might not say, yes, oh uh, yeah, I'm something's going on at home, blah blah blah, or I'm battling. It might take a few times you ask them. I, I see you. I see your mind working. I see you in the funk. I see, like, you, if you ever need to talk, I'm here, man. I love you. I'm here, and try to try to pump that confidence in in in, in um in that love into that that kid, man. But we have to try something. Right, something. Yeah. And 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 you're right though, man. We got like I said, we like I said, being a being an educator, I see it every day, man. And we gotta reach these kids. But I think, Kev, man, we so vulnerable at the top. And that's why it's gonna be so difficult to reach a kid. And that's why I think this podcast is truly important. We at the top, adults, we have to identify our mental issues we have to identify our deficiencies and being able to acknowledge and identify mental issues so that we can be that support for the younger ones right it's hard for me i just i just think about how more effective i could have been at bloomington and urban prep well but the second the first half of my time at urban prep had i already started the process to deal with my mental trauma right yeah i've never dealt with that i was a great and i, I would i would say I, I i mentored and i i did my best to mentor kids during that time but i think i was my most effective on the second half of, uh, of my time at urban prep where 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 i was dealing with those conflicts we has we have to be willing to say i need help Right. And if you don't, if you don't know if you need help, uh, uh, seek, seek out support. There's, there's several tests. There's certain you can go just go. 
schedule appointment with a therapist say, hey, this is going on in my life because there's some things that happen in our lives that we don't realize are a piece of that trauma or that mental issue that we're having. Like for me, I, like I said, my my I never knew that my mind never cutting off was a part of my uh, generalized anxieties. I, I never knew that. Yeah. Right. And a lot of people deal with anxiety. Right. A ton of people deal with anxiety and never know about it. I guarantee over half of the people who are watching this podcast deal with anxiety in some form or fashion, and it has never been treated or acknowledged. And we have to be willing to go get that support um, and get that help so that we can be a support to the younger generation. And something you said that was key, and we got to bring it up, and we got to um, discuss it. You said therapy. Um, mm hmm. Oh, that's a taboo word. Ooh, like Mufasa said again. Therapy. <laughs> hey. Therapy is so taboo, um, but it's one of if the most important things, if not the most important things in life, to go yeah. talk to somebody about what you're dealing with and to get it out. Um, we can't be afraid to do that. We can't... Um, I, I, I think it's real... I think... People should go see a therapist. All people should see a therapist at least once a month, minimum. Right? I, I agree. I agree. Um, talk to somebody um, and open up, man. Because it's something about making yourself vulnerable, man, to somebody like I'm valid. It, it's, it's something about getting it out. Like we hold, we bottle so much in, man. It's like if you shake up a, a Sprite. Man, and if you if you keep the lid on, right? If you keep the lid on, you squeeze that bottle. You feel how tight that bottle is. That that bottle is so tight, man. It's like you get just like it's on butt. And that's how a lot of us are in our daily lives, man. We like that shaking on Sprite bottle. So when somebody comes try to open us up, a relationship. So somebody comes try to open us up and get us to open up. What we do? Spill everywhere. We ruin everything. We ruin. We ruin relationship. We ruin people around us right they got to be our next topic <laughs> yeah but but one thing about that sprite bottle man if anybody know anything about it if, you, if it's shaking up what do you do you slowly twist that cap and put it back release on it. and release it and put it back on and you keep doing it slowly it's sh- that's therapy that's therapy Slowly releasing that cap letting that pressure out of that bottle let let you release that 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 negativity, that illness, that what you battle with, slowly reaching it out until we can screw the cap off and we can be satisfied with our life. Somebody can take a drink of our life in a relationship or people around us and they're satisfied by it. They get their little burn, a little Sprite give you when you drink it, right? Mm-hmm. That's what therapy is, man. They're slowly twisting in that bottle. And, and and I wish we had more therapy in our school systems. I wish we had more therapy more readily available in our communities. I just want to got a quick story uh, about uh, I'm glad you thought you talked about the pressure um because I'm going to bring up something in high school uh that happened uh which which speaks to that. Um one of my favorite coaches of all time, Coach O'Day, right? Uh we were at practice one time junior high school and uh I was that linebacker and my boy Nutty, what's up Marco? Um he was playing guard. He came out, and I, I still remember this. Nutty, it was a pass play. You came out to block me. I'll never forget this, right? And so um, they threw the ball. I, I, I read the play, came in, uh, threw the ball right over my head. Coach O'Day let me have it. Oh, he let me have it. And I was like, Coach, you know, um, you know, Nutty came out to block me. I, I felt I, I, I read run, and by the time I realized it's too late, the ball was going to. Yeah, Jeb yelled at me. And so what what I do, you remember what I did? You walked off. I walked I off the field. I walked off the yeah. field. Didn't say nothing. Walked off. Dorian came in, uh, took over. And guess what? I didn't start that game. Right? Didn't start that next game. I think it was was it Rich Woods, maybe? Yeah, but I didn't start that next game because coach was like you not you know, you walked off the field, you wanna listen to me. Kevin, a year later, a year later, I got into an incident at school, right? And Coach O'Day at this time was the acting, I don't know if he was acting dean. Act, he remember when he was acting dean for that short amount of time? Yeah, 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 yeah. And he, he brought me in the office when all this happened. I ain't going to say what situation happened, but he brought me in the office. And guess what? That Sprite had been shaking up for an entire year. 
Yeah. And it and I had and I this ain't on culture day. This is I, this is kind of I was a kid, but this is kind of on me, right? That sprite had been shaking for a whole year, and I never released that pressure, right? And so when he brought me in the office to talk to me about the situation, I let him have it. But guess what I talked about? I didn't talk about the situation while I was in his office. I talked about what happened a year before. A year before, when he yelled, he was yelling at me on the field about yeah. that play. And it was because I had a character issue and a character flaw that was a part of the mental health and the mental trauma that I was dealing with, and I never addressed it. Right? I never addressed it, and so it exploded in that office. And the great thing, I still got to go to prom, you know. Coach today, love you. You hooked me up, you know. Well, I probably should have been, probably should have been to go to prom. Should have, should have been suspended longer. But, uh, but I had let that build up, man. And I and 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 I just realized, like, there was no avenues for me to address those issues inside of me, man. I I, I can't even think yeah. of where I would have went to got to get that support, you know. And yeah, we I mean we have school counselors, right, and all that, right? Mm-hmm. Um and, and and I feel like they did a great job, but we were never we were never pushed to our school counselor to our school counselor for those issues. No really we probably were probably weren't pushed to our school counselor for those issues because we never we never released it. We never let anybody know that that was an issue in order to go to a counselor right. to, right. It's to on get us. that release. Right. right. Yeah. Right. And we we were never taught that. Like we were never taught like, hey, you got to do like we're like we I think we had the best comments. Fish was the best counselor in the world, in my opinion. I think we had, I think we had the best counselor of all time. But I don't think we were trained to to uh we we didn't have the tools. We we just didn't have the tools. And I want this podcast this I, I want you people who are watching this to know that we want you to have the tools and for you to know it's okay to say I need to talk to somebody. It's okay. It, it, it's yeah. okay. I talk to somebody every uh, two weeks. Like it's okay. And sometimes I'm having a man. I'm doing great. That's what they want to talk to. It's going great. I just need to share with somebody what's going great in my life, and that's okay. Yep. That that's okay. We just didn't have the tools, and there's so many of us who are connected to. If you're connected to this podcast, or uh, and everybody's connected to you. There are so many of us. Y'all, you may you may be like, oh, this don't apply to me. Yes, it does. I bet it does in some way, form, or fashion. I bet it does. Let the but pride we've never go. Been tra- Let the pride go, and we've never been uh, trained to acknowledge it and to see it, and that's okay. That's what we're trying to do now. We're trying to help you identify it and get the support because it can no longer be a taboo in our community moving forward if we want to see change and progress in our community. Yeah, man. And if there's something that you you feel uh, hits you that's close to home, right, reach out to us, man. Reach out to somebody in your community. Reach out to somebody um, that can put you in the right position to get help. Um, just see, just we want you to seek it, right? Um, it could be for the most minimal thing um, you think is minimal, but or when you say it, it might be minimal to some people, but there's like, it's like an iceberg, right? There's just a surface thing, right? There's a lot of other deep-rooted issues under under that that needs to get uprooted in order for you to um, live in peace and live in uh, without these illness and these battles. Um, but seek help. Um, like like I said, we're, we're available. If we can get you in the right place and lead you to the right direction, we will. Um, Whatever resource we need to help you out and get you to, we'll try to do. Um, but just just open up about it, be real about it, be uh, vulnerable, vulnerable about it. Let the pride go. Drop it to the side, man. Drop that weight, man. Cast that burden off you, man. It, it, you don't need to carry that. You don't need to carry that, right? So, and if you and we want, and if it is a burden that's going to take you a while to get off, we want to carry it with you. So we'll drop our email uh, down if you need to reach out and say, "Man, I'm really struggling with this. I need some guidance on where to go." We 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 not we're we're not professionals in that field, but we we know how to, how to get a hold of the support that you'll need to do that. Um, if you if you're in dire, I think I think uh, we need to drop um um 
the national hotline for suicide prevention as, that as well. Because if you're in a serious situation as you uh, look or, or you're watching this podcast, we want we want to get you immediate immediate help. So we'll make sure that information is available to you as well. Um, because we 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 want to change the direct directive the direction of this epidemic, right? This mental health act epidemic that is in our community, and um, uh. And, and that's how, how we're going to do it, by being there, standing with one another, standing there, supporting one another. And y'all got friends in us, man. We, we, we've we been there. We some, I think some of you probably um, maybe think, oh, man, I'm in a worse situation with them. But, but, but man, we, we, we are here to support you um, and get you, get you the help you need. Just, just uh, like Kevin said, drop that, drop that pride. We had to, and we don't want you want it to take you um, any longer than, by the end of this podcast to make the decision to do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's what we're here for. Um, yeah, man, that's it, man. Another, uh, you know, solid go at it, man. Two views, two different, uh, understandings, but all linked and united for, for purpose of, of saving lives, uh, from this, uh, mental health, mental health epidemic. Um, uh, we better, and I don't call it epidemic because mental health is going to be a thing that's going to be around for a long time. Um, it's not going anywhere, but we just got to be diligent about making sure um, it, it's addressed, right? So, um, yeah. Can't love others until you love yourself first. <sighs> Trying to tell you. All right, man. Yeah. So, ready to get up out of here, man. This Two Views podcast, K-E-B-Z, K-E-F-E-Z. You know, we here for you. Yeah, we love you. Mm-hmm.